finds Draymond Green. Green to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Clay Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to this episode of the Game 6 Clay Podcast. It's your boy, Gotham. My boys, Matt and Chuck. Uh, boys, welcome back. Um, we are here a little later for the fans than for us, honestly, or the listeners. Um, we recorded one last week, me and Ch- uh, me and Charlie. Uh, sent it over to Matt to get it uh, uploaded. But alas, um, Coach Matt, um, his team, uh, writing the ship in their own right. Um, so uh, that one's for the archives. But... Uh, guys, it's been a minute. Matt, we haven't seen you in a while. Welcome back, boys. We got a full house. Um, Warriors playing. Um, you know, we'll get into that. But before we do, uh, brothers, how we doing? They're good, doing man. Good? Yeah, I'm gonna just real quick. I apologize to the guys off off uh, off air. We'll say and Gotham was way nicer <laughs> than he just was right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one good, for the man. archives. It's one for the archives. We're we're, we're we're we got we got files. It's Threw the coach under the bus. Yeah, yeah exactly. I had to, had to, I had to, uh, you know my real feelings. Man. I gave it to you off camera, but uh, off Gotham apologized. Gotham accepted the apology in the locker room, then went to the went to the mic. Exactly, and I had, threw me under the bus, man. So I appreciate. I it. had to. I got to spark some. I got to spark some. But uh, no, no, that's good, man. Hey, that's good to see you guys, man. Um, <laughs> but let's let's just jump right in, man. Um, Warriors. Um, over the last eight games, they've they've righted the ship. Um, they're now thirteen and thirteen. Um, five and three in their last eight. Um, but three bad losses and um, three just um, obviously they're 500 going into a very tough stretch uh, coming up. We'll get into that. But um, they kind of felt like they just kind of lost an opportunity to really get some breathing room um, officially just kind of right the season after that three and seven start. Um, 500 is not the end of the day, but just the way they've lost these last couple of games, especially that jazz one, um, obviously a lot of guys out, but, um, to play as well as they did to come back, um, on the road, just young guys taking a lot of leaps, um, Kuminga, JP, Clay having a decent shooting game, um, to come up short on, uh, that jazz game was tough. Um, uh, Pacers game was tough and then, uh, a tough loss in, in Dallas as well. Um, so they are five and three in their last eight. So it's not like they're, you know, um, on some sort of, you know, free fall stretch, but losing some winnable games. And um, when you're 500, you know, 26 games in, it's not, it's not the time that you really have breathing room. Um, but before we jump into everything else, I'm just kind of want you guys get your guys takes on uh, last night's game against the jazz and just kind of, kind of dive into this first part of the, the show, kind of just overall just reactions um, to the, to the state of the Warriors right now. Yeah, I think it's it was such a shame that the game had to end that way because they had really had so many positives going into that. You know, Clay, Clay, I think really kind of struggled all night, but it was a huge game for Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kamingo was playing out of his mind. Uh, like the other guys were able to come in and contribute. Like Moses Moody gave them some good minutes, which was really nice to see. And then you have yeah, Clay falling asleep on that late three. You have Poole. Losing the ball, which I mean, can you know, considering I think that yeah. flagrant dude, that flagrant yeah. on Clarkson, like that's just not that it was such an overdue of a call. And then mm-hmm. to just like swing wildly back that way and not call anything on, you know, I think the strip on pool was clean, but then he kind of gets pushed out yeah. of the way by Kelly Owenick and it's like a hey, marginal man. contact. Yeah, you know, yeah. if if you're going to be so nitpicky on Clarkson for what he did and call it a flagrant too, like 
why why aren't you just calling this a loose ball foul it was very decisive in the game and that you know it wouldn't have saved them too but it's still just like so frustrating how things went down yeah i mean that's fair um for me last i mean just that speaking on that call i feel like you just can't turn the ball over at that point like you don't want to put it in the refs like whistle and they haven't gotten a favorable whistle all season so it was just like you just don't just don't turn the ball over there, man. Uh, that they like you said, Chuck, that's the way that game played out was 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 tough. Just so many ways they could have won it, but just you know came up short. Yeah, I I feel like I think you nailed it in the way you said it, Charlie. It's the, the shame the way it ended. It did because if they had lost by fifteen, played the way they did, that'd be fantastic. We'd feel a lot differently, right? If the guys like if in the fourth quarter, five minutes left, things kind of start falling apart. You're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, that was there's a lot of positives here. Um, but to lose it in the way they did just felt like for me, it's just an energy concern. Like, how does it carry over to the next game? So there's so much progress from a lot of the Warriors main guys in this game. I thought it might've been DiVincenzo's best game so far as a warrior. Uh, he was really good on D and the, I, I, the guy was just, he was, he was really impressive and Kuminga, obviously we're going to get to, but, um, it's not even the loss. Cause that's a, that's a schedule loss, right? That's a game. The Warriors did not anticipate winning. Uh, it's just a missed opportunity. And it's kind of like how many times can the Warriors afford to squander opportunities this season? One in which so far they've been pretty healthy, right? That's Steph's like third game missed, I want to say. Obviously, Wiggins is who's generally an Iron Man is going to be out for a, till Monday, at least, right? Or reevaluated Monday. So it's just a matter of squeezing mm-hmm. them out when you can get them. And I understand it's hard to call a loss that Steph didn't play and Draymond didn't play and, you know, a bad loss. It's just though, wow. Like what a what a, what a collapse, yeah. you know? What a collapse! And uh, I hope the team can kind of do what I think a lot of fans are doing, a lot of us are doing, is just you know there was so much to take away from that game, and I hope that's how the team kind of moves forward because Jordan's getting his stride right, Kaminga's getting his stride right now. Uh, Clay was up and down, but I thought the fact that he's even going to the rack was a big step. You know, that was not that's not what we've seen from him so far, and Billing Billing willing to put the ball on the floor can be really helpful for him. And we kind of seen, um, we've kind of seen the last few weeks, how helpful it's been for him to look for his teammates, right? He's clay goes through these stretches where he, he realizes, Oh wait, I am off the ball. I'm on the ball as much of a threat as Steph in a lot of ways, but I'm not finding my teammates a lot of the time. But when he does, he's finding Looney for little slips. He's finding all his guys all over the place. And, you know, I think it steps forward in a lot of ways. Again, did not shoot the ball. Well, the clay up has returned in full force. That was insane. But, um, a lot of stuff to draw from, but I just, my concern is just the the long term. What's their seating uh, ceiling now? Where can they end up? And that's kind of my biggest thing. So there's a good shot, I think, Gotham. I know you're going to have some uh, counter takes here, but over the next week or so, that they're well below 500. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like like you guys said, like the loss itself was was a like the game was a good game. Like, like we said, like Kuminga had, a, I think one of his, one of the, I think outside of that Dallas game was his best game of the year. Um, JP looked great. Um, who else? Dante, like you said, um, Clay, I think he was hitting, what was he? He got, he got, he got fired towards like at some point in that game. Um, felt, felt like he was, he was doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, like just, it comes back to just the way the Warriors have lost some of these games. Um, and just on missed opportunities. Like you guys said, like, they started off the season in a three and seven hole. You had to climb back up and they got past that 500 like hump like a, a week ago or so. And it felt like that this stretch going into this tough schedule um, coming up was the perfect chance to, you know, be 15 and 11, um, which they very well could have been um, after the, after this, this loss. And the Pacers one was tough. I mean, Andrew Nemhard had a, had a career night. Steph had his worst game of the season. 
Um, it was just one of those, just like it's one of those December losses, man. It happens. It happens with the Pacers. Happened with them last season. Like it's not something that we haven't seen. But um, you're getting the, every team's best shot, whoever's playing, and you know you're gonna drop games like that. But it's it's those kind of games that, especially when you were in a hole, like you you got to come out on top. Um, but other than like the loss, and you are through, you are 500 going into the stretch. So um, you know it's you're kind of just back to square one. You're not able to take that next step in terms of just like making get into a, a good groove going into the season but are going forward in the season um into this into this tough stretch but yeah last game was 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 very very um eye-opening i think it shows that like the problem for the warriors and where they kind of need um to shore up and i think it's on the defensive end you're seeing guys like clay miss assignments off the ball jordan Poole still you know figuring out the defensive end as, as he is as a fourth year guard, kind of figuring it out on both ends. And you're seeing the offense come along, I think for JP. And um, for now, like you got to, you got to, he's got to make the steps defensively. Um, Kuminga is coming into his own as a defender. I think just the energy he brings as like a point of attack guy, which the Warriors are lacking. And that was was such a big thing with GP two last season. You were able to just have a guy, I think Dante is kind of bringing that as well. Um, You can see just his tenacity on the ball. Yeah, he doesn't reach, and when he does, like he he gets steals. So, um, Warriors definitely have, like their, their problems are not just you know you know Steph was out, or whatever that was lost. It's just how they're coming up in these in the clutch situations in these games. Um, you're you're just I think they're one and eight in like crunch whatever the crunch time clutch games or whatever they're called. Um, so like those are the games that you know you, if you're four and four, you know you're you top four, top four, top five in the West. So those are the games that you know I I think yesterday was. As bad as the way they lost it, I think it was, you know, good for these young guys and just the the non-Steph Draymond Wiggins guys to see, you know, how how small the margin of error is to win, um, especially at the NBA level, uh, just in a, in a regular season game. So hopefully it's able to clean its stuff up. Like you guys said, I mean, this this stretch coming up is tough. They got they got um, Boston at home and then a six-game road trip starting with Milwaukee. And then you play Toronto in there, um, Brooklyn. Philadelphia. So it's, it's a tough uh, Eastern conference trip. And um, this, the tough part is that the Warriors are just giving themselves zero breathing room in terms of um, in the standings. Um, but I think from what we've seen from, from the young guys and um, just that bench rule kind of solidifying with Draymond and Wiggins um, kind of just stabilizing them there. Uh, you can see the, you can see what the fixes are for the team. And I think that they're rounding into a form where, you know, this road trip is going to be a good test for, uh, for just, what this team can can do and can they, you know, come out with a good, good record or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see too, like how many guys are able to sort of, you know, figure things out now that the bench seems to have some sort of stability. We've really seen an awesome couple of games from Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins's absence over the last two. And hopefully they're able to sort of tighten things up, you know, who knows how, long this Wiseman stint could be back with the team it might just be a call up for you know the they injury already sent him back. they already sent him back down oh they did mm-hmm. yeah they sent him back down like 45 minutes ago I think so he's, he's him PBJ and Rollins back down to Santa Cruz all right yeah that's definitely the move. um I think one guy too is I really want to see them you know try to see what if Jermichael Green can pull something together it's just been so rough because of the shot and he's just not offering the kind of defense you need from him. He's been, you know, passable as a small ball five. And I think, you know, having a guy like Kaminga next to him can patch up some of those mistakes. And Dante has been, you know, not quite as advertised at the point of attack, but still really good. So I think they have some defensive potential to 
to maybe figure out there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know with this team, you know, it just sort of leads into like, they don't look like, they don't look like the kind of team who can hold up through the regular season, just in terms of health and injuries. Like I, I worry about, you know, what happens like you have Andrew Wiggins resting games now cause he's hurt and he's been the iron man. And you know, what happens if, you know, like, you, you're going to keep having these schedule losses because of the veterans and you need more guys who can step up and make this sort of make this work when they're not in an ideal scenario. So I think that's when we really start looking at, you know, who's available, who's looking to make deals soon. It's a week until the recently signed guys can get moved. So we, we, we might see some movement around there. Do you guys think they'll make a move before uh, the deadline? Yeah, I I think uh, I think the writing's on the wall. I think for and it's got to be Wiseman. I think Wiseman has to be in this in this trade. Uh, whatever move is made, um, look if you're sending the guy back down um, to the G League again after just a five minute sin in a game where there were no like main guys playing outside of Clay and Moon, obviously, but Steph, Draymond, um, Wiggins were out. Um, that was a that was a game for Wiseman to get in, and he played five minutes. Um, and to give the kid credit, I mean, he played better than he looked. Um, you know, before he went down to the G League, was making contacts on some screens, but it's still not there. Like you're not confident enough for Wiseman to say, let's look at him and say this guy can be a piece by you know February, January, February, especially if he's going down to the G League again. He's not going to be playing with the main guys. You know, it's going to take time for him to just adjust to the team when he gets back. So, I mean, I think it's got to be centered around Wiseman. No hate around, like, no hate for the kid. I, I genuinely think that he's got the talent to be a good, uh, very solid NBA player. Um, but he needs NBA reps. I, I don't even think, like, sending him down to the G League is is works for him. I don't think it's, um, you know, it's 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 not beneficial for either side. So, I think you just got to cut your losses at this point. Um, I think, you know, Wiseman, you know, pick and, you know, maybe Jermichael Green. I think this team really needs uh, another ba- a backup center. Uh, maybe a stretch five and then just another like defensive like three and D kind of guy um, just to give, you know, some support to Wiggins and um, Dante, uh, you know, other guy, Kuminga, like your main kind of guys you can toss on like a John Moran, uh, a quick guard, or, like just guys that you need to stop. So um, I think that, like you said, Chuck, I totally agree. I think that this regular season is going to be one of the more daunting ones we've seen um, just in terms of, like you said, the, the core is getting old. Um, they're going to sit out games. It's going to be tough for the players. Not going to be playing a lot of back-to-backs. Um, so you got to take advantage of the games they all do play in, which obviously the Warriors have dropped a few that we said. Um, but to, like you said, you got to give them yourself a shot to get through the regular season because once you get to the dance, you're going to get, you know, seven, eight, nine guys playing. And you have a pretty solid, you know, six, seven. I think Dante is kind of working himself in there. Um, Kuminga as well. Um, hopefully Moody can be that guy too. So um, you're seeing the pieces and you're seeing the roles that guys can can play on this team in a playoff series. So I think this team is built right now to win a 16-game season. And, I, you know, it'll be tough. But, you know, we've never seen Steph Clay and Draymond lose a series when they're healthy. And, you know, hopefully – uh, we won't. So um, I got faith in those dudes in the playoffs. But like you said, you got to get there. Um, and I, I don't think this team is built right now to get to the regular season in a, to give yourself a solid shot. I mean, you can you can squeak in. I think the, I think it's pretty much a guarantee now that they're going to be in that mix, whether right, whether it's a playing team or you, you want to avoid that playing situation. And, you know, you want to go into the, the playoffs with some momentum, hopefully get a home court series. Um so you got to build a team for that. And um, I just don't, I haven't seen it from Wiseman and I think he's got to be in the, in this piece. And I think, it's, I think it's what's best for both parties at this point. Yeah. I have a hard time thinking that this team 
Uh, even if the playoffs were to start today, if they don't have home court, they're not going to, I don't think this team can do that right now. Uh, I think to go to play, to play four straight playoff rounds on the road, uh, four out of seven games is a daunting task. And it's not, people keep saying the league is wide open. I don't, I don't agree with that right now. I think the West is wide open, but there's two teams in the East right now who are clearly head and shoulders and everybody else. And the Warriors aren't there right now. And we've kind of all been saying all year, right? You got to get to the playoffs. You got to make it there. And uh, right now they're they're basically a playing team. That's not because obviously we know what the starting five is like, right? We know what their top six guys are like. Uh, with Kaminga coming out the way he is, we know what he's like. But they need some guys. They need some guys. And for me, it's a matter of hey, if you can turn guys, you have you have basically seven rotation guys or eight rotation guys right now. They can turn four of their non-rotation guys into three or four rotation players, and that's kind of what it comes down to for me. Like you can take a lot of those guys and. Uh, Wiseman, of course, for me is in that conversation, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to Moody going out at this point. And that's not, I think Moody's going to be good. Um, I think if they invest in him this season, I think there's a world where he pops this season and it helps this season. But if they're not going to invest in him this season, uh, they can't just hold all the chips this close. Like they have the, the youth movement at this point. If I'm, uh, Warriors brass is Jonathan Kaminga and Jordan Poole. That's like it. And then if you can, mm-hmm. Keep Moody fantastic, uh, but let's say the right guy pops up and the other team wants Moody and this this guy is going to help you long-term for the next couple of years. I think it's a movie you got to make, and I think you got to live with the fact that you have two guys who look like all-star. Who knows? I don't know. Kaminga looked awesome last night. Poole's had his moments. It's hard to tell at this point, but two guys who you know are going to be good players in the NBA for a long time, most likely, and you got to bank on that because those two guys have popped before anybody else has. So, again, you got $10 million in the G League. Like That's just not – you can't do that. That's a that's ten million dollars of salary that you could be used somewhere else, uh, and you got six guys in the roster who aren't playing, and you got to turn those spots into playable, playable guys. And there are guys that are going to be available. The league is, it's uh, there are guys on good te- or bad teams right now that are going to be available in the next couple of weeks. As soon as this, uh, as soon as the fifteenth hits, and those guys recently signed to be traded, we're going to see a lot of movement. I think um, you guys both said you're you're confident a move gets made. Is that just because of the urgency or is that because the Warriors kind of know what's going on? Gotham, you said riding on the wall, so maybe that's what you're saying there. But why why are we feeling confident the move's happening, uh a move's happening sooner rather than later? I think um I think that's a couple reasons. So one, you know, there is like one trade that I think has been kicked around pretty often is Pirtle. And it seems that with the Spurs just nose diving, that they're probably gonna be inclined to move him and get it some assets there. Uh the reports we don't we don't really know how bullish they are on James Wiseman. We know they don't really like Kaminga, so you know I think the Warriors value him a lot more. So that's probably not going to be a part of the deal there. Um, what I do want to kick to you guys is I think with the Wiseman thing in mind, as much salary as it is, you know I think getting into the next season game is dangerous, but you can make moves without using that salary and saving it to go hunting for a bigger fish in the off season when you need to, hopefully by that time, Wiseman has built some value and they can still make sneaky little moves here. So let me throw this at you guys. Warriors go to the Spurs. They offer Moses Moody, Patrick Baldwin, Jr. Jamichael green and their 2026 first, probably with some protections attached, like, Top five, I would expect, would be a reasonable thing uh, for Pirtle. What do you guys think about that? 
So I like Purtle to the Warriors. I think that's like a, there's some real Andrew Bogut high post maestro potential there. Potential there. Um, and I think it's an awesome fit. The thing with Purtle is like how, how many minutes is this guy getting the playoffs with Looney and Draymond getting a lot of those center minutes? And I want him and Chuck. I actually had a similar trade for Purtle, uh, ready to go. And so I'm not even just, I'm not at all saying this is silly. I think the guy would be a sweet fit in Golden State. It's just a matter of, uh, what are you giving up for? somebody who might not get those minutes come come postseason. But I also like the you're talking about next season. I don't think it's it doesn't go without saying that I think Pearl's expiring, right? Mm-hmm. He's an expiring contract. And that is a move I can see the Warriors making just because they're getting nine million dollars, ten million dollars, which is basically for them, I think what is it, seventy million dollars, eighty million uh off the books for next year. So I don't think yeah. it's silly. I would be more inclined to saw, see if you can get Pirtle for just for wise, just because again, I think it's a quicker, quicker, easier move. And I think Moody, if I'm losing out in the long term, I'd rather not lose Moody. But either, either way, um, I like it. I like it, but I don't know if I'd move Moody for Pearl in this case. I think I'd rather have to, I'd rather move wise and protect it first, which at that point, that's a lot for the Warriors to give up uh, in their eyes, I think. But mm. I don't know. I should, if it happened, I'm not, I'm not crying about it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it if it happened. Um, but like you said, I'm 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 pretty high on Moses Moody. I think that, like you said, just give him the chance. I think he can develop into a very very playable piece for this team this year. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think I think Pirtle fits in well. I, I definitely get the Andrew Bogut vibe. Um, and you say that he's not like a, a playoff guy, but the thing is, like, we don't really need him to be a playoff guy. Like, if anything, whatever he adds is going to be bonus because you have faith in the you know the six, seven, whatever eight guys that you currently have. Um, which is why I feel like this team is built for a 16 win season to, to go through each series. And you touched on, um, like the West not being wide open. I feel like, uh, or like the, uh, the East, I mean, having the two teams, one of them is so you only got to play one. So, like, with the way the thing is, like, with the way the, the season schedule or the structured or whatever, um, you got, if you can just beat, like, win the West, or and that's not even like a crazy, like, thing to say, they're four games out. Um, and just, you know, one good run uh, coming up at any point, if you can just, you're within that, you know, striking distance. So I feel like just getting a guy like Pirtle would be, would be nice, um, to get like that regular season kind of buffer for the playoffs, you know, get as high of a seat as you can. But, um, I, I am, I am high on Moody as well. So, um, I don't know, but it's interesting, like just with the, the next season too, like, you know, I feel like it, it kind of goes against what we've been talking, like you want to maximize every year. Um, I feel like just once you play that game, then you can, that's when like the two, two timeline thing comes back. It's like, you know, well, you could do this for like next year, two years from now. So I think you got a chance to win a championship still this season. So, uh, if there's a move to be made, um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. There's what do you guys, what do you guys think Baldwin, how is he viewed in the league? Do you feel like right now? But he's a guy who's got a lot of upside from my understanding. Again, I don't know a lot about Baldwin. Chuck, this is probably your spot. Uh, but how do you think the league sees this guy? Because I keep I keep going to him in these fake trades, thinking like he's a high school high school phenom, number two, right? number two like recruit or whatever. I think yeah. yeah. So I think I think the reason why he's a candidate to kind of get moved off early, not only because of the roster squeeze, but because he's looking pretty healthy when he gets out there. He's moving around well for the C Dubs, and I think we're starting to see sort of that potential that uh, had cropped up. Like in high school, he was a massive recruit and it wasn't by accident. The dude has a lightning shooting stroke and has some great size. So 
I think they're like with the team this year, like our team. No, so I'm what I'm I'm what I'm saying is a bunch of teams probably saw last year and were out. And now that they're seeing these first few healthy games, like they're seeing him get through like stretches in the preseason, they're probably reevaluating their scouting reports on him and saying, like, oh, we had previously taken off our board because of injury concerns. Uh, but now we're willing to look back into him. So he could be of interest to a team like if you go to the New York Knicks right now who are looking to get a first-round pick for Emmanuel quickly, is Patrick Baldwin Jr. not essentially a first-round pick right now that you just get to drop in early and see what you get out of him right now? And, you know, yes, he's the 28th pick, so that, you know, on paper kind of looks like pretty low value, but if the Knicks are the kind of team where they're like, Hey, you know, we didn't really have him in that range, but now that he looks healthy, like maybe we're willing to give him a little bit of a boost and, you know, consider something like PBJ in a second for quickly, who I think would be an awesome player for this warrior system. Like his, his point of attack defense is not only good, it's infectious. Like the dude has so much energy and, I've heard a lot of people saying that like he has this way of like, you know, the guy struggled with a shot, but he has this way of like missing his first couple shots and then just like going, okay, like maybe it's not my night. I'm going to try even harder everything else. And then just gets like more active defense playmaking, like rebounding. So I think he's not only the kind of player they need to bring in, but the kind of energy they need to bring in. Would I you, love that trade. That's right. That's would you do that at the, at the cost of DiVincenzo? That would be – that's kind of tricky because Dante's actually making a little bit of money. So in that case, like, you would have to go back to New York and have them add something else because quickly is, you know, on a pretty cheap deal right now. So um, I think that what I – the most recent report for quickly, I think, was uh, using him to kind of get off a of reddish. So how do you feel about that? I wouldn't hate it. I mean, you know, he's having a rough time. Uh yeah, as far as I can tell, that's a decent enough fit with the salary so that they could squeeze that. You know, he has he has just moments, and that's the problem is, you know, for a guy in year three, you want more than just moments. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, should I say year four? Yeah, he's right at the end of his rookie contract. So I don't know. You know, there's always been defensive potential. There's always been scoring potential, but he's yet to like really make either of those things realized um there were a few moments where i was like watching him uh when we played them a couple weeks back and i was like hey look you know this is interesting like good close out attack like he had some solid finishes and then you, you see other stuff where you're just like poof man like the guy's got a the guy's got a 6.2 assist percentage and one of the worst like assist to usage ratios in the game <laughs> so like he's a ball stopper and I, I I worry if that's a thing that's going to clash too much with the kind of team they're trying to build. So the kind of guy, and this is not groundbreaking, I just, the Bulls are falling apart. And Caruso, Caruso I think if you can flip Moody and uh, I think Moody and Patrick Baldwin Jr. gets you Caruso, I'm pretty sure, um, or close to it. Hey, Steve Kerr wants you see that you see that post game. He was like, well, I'm, I'm, "You I'm think? Sorry, you, Chuck. You think they want more than that? The Bulls would? 
No, I think that would need to be more money involved. Uh, I think it's pretty I close. Think, I think you could probably do like maybe Rollins too, but also if you could do, you could do I feel like you'd have Dante to do Dante. Yeah, I feel like you'd I'm have saying, to do Dante. Divincenzo. Oh, sorry, I meant to say Divincenzo and Moody. My bad. Yeah, Divincenzo Divincenzo. and Moody gets you okay. uh, Caruso, and then you honestly Rollins or something else. You guys are gonna what? You guys may either say, "Oh, okay, stupid," or you might say, "Oh, maybe it's okay." Uh, Drummond getting Drummond back as the five who just fills you in for the season and just plays minutes this season. And once the playoffs come around, Hey, go bang around for a second, maybe. But again, that's a guy who's $3 million. I think he's off the books after this year. Uh, one more year after this, but the thought with this is just getting Caruso's at a 9 million flat basically for the next three years. So you're Mm -hmm. actually saving money on that contract from if Wiseman were to go out or if Moody were to go out, uh, you're potentially cutting money there, but I, ideally, you're sending Wiseman for Caruso. I don't know that the Bulls do that unless it's a first attach. But if you were to do that, um, again, you're getting off a little bit of money for next year, which is money you could be putting towards Draymond. And Caruso with Poole on the bench, you you just have a bench going forward. Like you don't, It's not a concern anymore. Is This guy is a perfect candidate to play next to Poole. He's a perfect candidate to close some games, in all honesty, because he is that guy. Caruso is that good on defense. He's not a GP2. Mm-hmm but he's certainly better than DiVincenzo, who's not bad, okay? But you're getting that guy who, hey, throw him on jaw, throw him on uh, throw him on Jalen Brown, okay? I'm not saying Tatum's, Tatum's, Tatum's just too goddamn good these days, but um, he is that actual point-of-attack defender that the Warriors could really use right now. Um, and I don't think DiVincenzo is that, Chuck. You said it earlier. For all the people who thought it was going to be Moody in the offseason, I'm not – Moody's not all of a sudden going to be, you know – lightning feet on defense he's just not he's got he's got his length and that's his greatest tool yeah. i think um but for me it's it's a caruso and drummond trade from the bulls would be sweet what do you guys think about that i mean the first one i, I tossed that- out was divincenzo and moody for caruso the second one wiseman maybe a first round pick for caruso again who you have under contract for a few more years so so i want to throw a little something on top of that i like i like the moody and divincenzo for caruso structure um if you want us to throw a little more into it and you know i think with the bulls kind of really you know i don't want to say bottoming out but looking to retool because like mm-hmm. they're, they're gonna have they're, they're gonna, gonna sell they're gonna have moves available to them for sure um but what i would like to see and i think even though it comes at a little extra cost i want to see them pitch in to get javante green because he's been really He's really, really good defensively. Like he's a perfect like forward defender that I think they need for the bench. Like if you if you can run out Javante and Jonathan Kaminga, that erases all the defensive concerns in my mind for Jamichael Green, especially if Alex Caruso is playing the one. So you know that makes Jordan Poole as your defensive weak link for that bench a lot more palatable. Um, Jamichael also has a 64% effective field goal this year. Last year he was at 60. So like he's legitimately finishing his looks 77% at the rim. Devontae, uh, yeah. And also somehow hitting uh 45% of his threes above the break right now. So Damn. he's mostly like a corner guy, but all we I, need. Think there's, I think there's some potential there. Like, I think he's the kind of guy who fits this system. Um, I like I love that trade. Um, it just covers up every hole, like you said, Chuck. Like defensively, you shore up, and then if, if he's hitting forty, whatever, forty four percent, you said from cor- the corner. That's all you need, man. That, yeah. like, that's that's a bench. And look, I think it comes down to 
you know, Joe Lacob and is he willing to to bust up this two timeline plan? I think, like you guys said earlier, I think having two out of four guys in this youth movement that have you know popped and have shown that they can be part of this future, that's a dub. Like that, most teams don't get like two solid pieces yeah, to add to their like, core. I don't, I don't think it's an admission of failure to say we know Poole is going to be good. We're paying him to be good. Jonathan Kaminga is contributing right now. He's only mm-hmm. getting better with every passing game. And then we have him cheaply for the next two years. If so, anything, like that's what you'd want a two timeline plan with like a youth movement and like the main guys, who's going to yeah, be and like, around. You, know, and you have you found out who, footage. yeah, you found out who is the, like, who is the, who are the guys you want to keep and who are the guys that, you know, we're going to have to sell, but you know, you get value back. You guys can, if you can add a Caruso and uh, you know, Javante Williams, or was it Javante Williams? Or is that the Green? Patrick Williams, Green. Javante, Green. Javante Green. Yeah, you combine Patrick combine Williams. the two uh, young bulls. Broncos running back. Um, shout out your ACM and get well soon. Um, uh, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like you shore up the uh, you shore up the team and you have pieces for the future. And I think that like that's what you need from this team right now. And that's gonna in a wide open West um, with everything there. It's small little pieces that you know go from losing close games and winning close games and building up that bench. Giving these guys a chance to get go into this uh this playoff playoff run with with another championship on the horizon. So I mean I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm for it. I also like uh I mean Vanderbilt's always been a guy we've been we've been kind of talking like about for a minute. Uh guy's a stud. I, I, getting a guy like Rudy Gay is not gonna hurt you either. I don't know how I haven't watched a whole lot of jazz this year, so I gotta catch up. But just a stretch for so veteran long, presence, the guy shoots the hell out of the ball still. I, I there's a move there where it's just again I'm not saying for one of the lottery picks but again if it's uh, PBJ or or Rollins if, with something else make it happen just get some more veteran presence here get guys you can count on in these games where Steph sits or Draymond sits you just you just gotta have it's optionality it's optionality and having actual rotation players Chuck I know you got something else yes. cooking there man I can see you going to work I just wanted to check one more on like how feasible it is for them to just like get him get Javante one-on-one uh my my bulls people say that they're not going to be doing it but you know hey there's 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 a lot of time left <laughs> hey, Let's see some some hope that's all we need um something something to make this uh this this team shape out shape out for this uh for the season uh yeah. before we continue boys um Matt, it's been a minute since we've heard um a little anger shout out i think it's time <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but we will uh, hear from Matt on this anchor and uh, catch you guys in a little bit. Peace. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to this episode of the Game Chase Clay podcast. Um, Matt, again, miss those anchor shout outs, man. An anchor, hits the Venmo's, bro. You guys know the deal. Um, come come send that for the, for the holidays. Uh, we'd love it. Uh, but anyways, we jump back into uh into like kind of this final kind of final segment. We've talked about it a little bit, boys. This stretch coming up is tough. Um, they've got uh Boston at home with a little finals rematch Sunday prime Saturday prime time um ABC. Um, so we're gonna be tuned in. No Wiggins, um, everybody else back. Um, and then they go on the six game road trip. Um, uh, East Coast heavy hitters. You got Milwaukee. You got Philly. Um, Brooklyn's playing some really good basketball there on that trip. You got the Knicks, those Pacers, and then I think it's the Raptors. So you're playing six teams who can beat you on any given night. The Warriors are going to have to play well um, to salvage this road trip. Um, coming off just like we talked about, just the games, the losses that they have had. Um, so it's a, it's a tough it's a tough stretch for these guys coming up. Um, really going to be a good good um, 
I guess the litmus test for where this team is right now, just stacking them up against um, some of the best teams out east. Um, but what are you guys looking for? Um, it's a uh, it's a tough stretch starting with Boston, obviously at home. Finals rematch. Um, what are you guys looking for in this trip? Um, what do you guys want to see from uh, from which players? And uh, as always, give us give us a record prediction at the end um, for this uh, eight game stretch. I'm gonna toss in Memphis in there for Christmas uh, back in home. But these next eight games, um, a big uh, big big test for these for these Golden State Warriors. Oof, man. I mean. Yeah, that whole eight-game stretch, you know, obviously Boston's on a whole other level right now. Like, their offense is just cooking. So, I think, you know, barring some – especially with Wiggins not playing, you know, that's really tough against Jason Tatum. You're going to need some other worldly Kaminga defense. Um, Alex Caruso. (laughs) I hope – I don't think reinforcements are coming quite yet, but – even then, you know, Caruso would have a tough time stopping Tatum right now. But, uh, yeah, you need some Kaminga defense. You need Steph to do his thing to have a chance of pulling that one off. And then you go right next to what is, in my mind, like the second best contender right now in Milwaukee. Uh, that's just incredible defense that they're going to have to face. So, you know, short of a couple Steph miracles, I think those might be some losses. But you know, there's, there's ground to make up on this trip. Like, even though it's a tough stretch, like they're going to be hungry after that loss to Indiana. I think they're going, they're going to try so goddamn hard to not have that team beat them twice in like week plus. Um, Philly's definitely reeling right now. Like they're another, you know, team that's had a rough stretch because of injuries and disappointing performance moves. Uh, you know, Toronto's been, a little more up and down than people expected. The Knicks are struggling. Brooklyn's struggling. So you like you have opportunities to get some ground later on this road trip. So, you know, I think looking at the looking at those first ones, I think you might be seeing a couple losses in there. But I don't see a reason why they can't pull out a four and two road trip because these are some winnable games down the end. And even if they come off that loss to Boston, if you come out of this road trip uh, over five hundred, I think you're feeling good about yourself. One of the Warriors after Christmas, man. It's eight games there. I think they're two up. I think they always get up for Memphis. Um, I I look forward to you know another another wonderful Christmas of Dylan Brooks. Uh, he is the gift that keeps on giving uh, in terms of just really chucking that thing up there. You know he's thrown some generational Hooper performances recently with Memphis having some injury struggles. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a team I think they really enjoy playing right now, and they have a solid formula against. Love it. Yeah, I I feel the same way about these first two games. There's a really good chance Boston comes in and just kicks the shit out of the Warriors. Um, I don't know for sure. Obviously, who does? But um, Boston's hungry. These this team did the best in the league right now. It's not really close. Um, and it's going to be a big test for the Warriors. To be honest, I think some people have kind of predicted the Warriors don't don't go very hard for this one. I kind of feel the opposite, Jeff. I think you kind of hit it. And like after that, their last game that the starters played was a loss to the Pacers without Miles Turner and Tyrese Halliburton. So I'm hoping they're going to be hungry in these next two. Um, I, I think my inclination personally is to look at the schedule and look at like two and six. That's kind of where I, my head goes, but that's hard to do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm serious, man, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Cause I think that's, 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 uh, that's me being me and I got to relax a little bit. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I think they actually pull out a, 
winning record here just because this team they're good they are their starters are good their young guys are the a couple of the guys are starting to pop obviously i mean when i say pop i mean pool's coming back and Kaminga's. we might have buried the lead in that one early on guys not talking about his performance against the jazz but uh they 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 have players and they have guys who want to win and know what this next stretch looks like and what it needs to look like and i'm going to believe that they can pull out at least one or two wins get some of these better teams and then i think they'll they have to turn around the road so i'm going to go 5 and 3 going into this um i do i just want to keep seeing coming up by the way he's been playing he's been playing so hard mm-hmm. on defense he's a rebounding the hell out of the ball he's boxing out everybody um and I wanted to see what this guy looks like. We saw him against Clarkson, right? And Jordan Clarkson is a is a you know he's a firecracker. But I want to see him against these two elite wings, probably the best two wings in the league right now. Um, save Luca, whatever you want to call him. But uh, I think that this is this is the best test you can get for a young guy like that. And it's really really a sink or swim time for the Warriors right now, and for Moody and Kaminga especially. Like, hey, if if they swim, the Warriors are going to swim, and if they sink, the Warriors got no wing depth until Wiggins gets back. So. Uh, looking forward to this next stretch. Five and three. Five and three. I like that. Um, I'm going to go six and two. That was my – I'm optimistic about this stretch. Um, I think they – the Celtics and Bucks. I think they get the shit kicked out of them in one of them. And I'm going to go with the Bucks game. I think they might not win that Celtics game, but I think it's going to be competitive. Um, I, if they can go one and one in those, I think um, it, the, the Bucks and Pacers is a back-to-back. I want to see them um, – you know, win that Pacers game, obviously. Um, just like you said, Chuck, don't want to lose the, the Pacers twice um, in your two meetings against them. Um, but I see some winnable games. Like you said, Chuck, I think the Raptors, the Sixers, the Knicks, the Nets, they can win that. They can end that stretch um, with a with solid winning streak coming out of that, um, coming out of this trip. And then that Grizzlies game, uh, I think they're going to win that. It's at home. It's Christmas. Um, that's the game that everybody's going to be waking up for. Um, you know, Draymond's going to be uh, hyped up for that game. Um, beat them already in the playoffs. I think it's going to be um, a fun, uh, just emotional game. I think they win that, but um, I think six and two. I think I don't know which two they lose. I think they lose two, um, whichever, however way you want to draw it up. But I think they find find a stretch. I think, like you guys said, Kuminga's playing really well. Um, JP's looking like he's figured it out. I think we're going to get Steph. He's got a couple days off now. Hopefully, Wiggins comes back for uh, for this road trip. Um, so they're kind of, the reinforcements are there um, in terms of Steph, Draymond, and Clay, or uh, Steph, Draymond, and Wiggins. Um, they're coming back. I think they're a little they're a little rested, ready to go for this trip um, in this stretch. Um, so I see, and I, the Warriors have been playing good basketball, man. For their their last eight games, for their credit, they're five and three. Um, and I think some of those wins we've seen them step up on the defensive end. Um, and I don't see why they haven't done that. They haven't been a good road team at all. I think they're the worst in the NBA right now. Perfect time for this team to shut up. Some people talking about if they great time to stop doing that. Great time to get great time. It's always a great time to write the ship, man. And uh, this season's always been about writing the ship. Um, so far in this early, it's, it's uh, adolescent stage right now, um, this season, but um, we're getting there. And I think we're turning the corner. I think uh, when they're healthy and everybody's playing, um, they're playing the right brand of basketball. Um, and they've shown that they can def- uh, defend, um, but they got to do it consistently now. Um, so you're seeing the, the formula for how this team is going to win games. You see it can be repeated, um, and it's just going to take it's going to take a lot of effort. So I'm not saying the six and two is going to come easy. It's a tough stretch, probably the hardest you know gauntlet of a stretch to kind of have all season. Um, haven't looked at the schedule ahead, but um, there's an opportunity for to get some confidence, man. You young guys are playing well. You're getting your stars back. Um, hopefully, Wiggins is there. Um, but yeah, six and two. I think that if they can, if they can go six and two on this trip. Um, even five and three, five and three, I'll be happy with, but six and two is, uh, my, my pipe dream 
realistically, if they can go five and three, come out over uh, 500. But I'm saying with season two. They'll lose two games. You pick two. Um, I don't know which two, but two games on this on this stretch. But You know, um, you're, you're the dreamer of the show. It's what you do. Hey, man, you know, somebody's got somebody's to gotta stay two and six, man. Come on, man. Jesus. Um, <laughs> we got to pretend, bro. Uh, no, nah, but uh, I, I, I mean, you like, know, it's, man. That's it's, what it's like in my head right now. Okay. You gotta, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I am I am the homer, but like, I feel like, you know, they're, they're passing the eye tests here and there. Um, so it's not like they're they're just sunk. So record doesn't really speak for where they're at. I think that this team's going to be fine. And this is the perfect stretch to prove it. So come out of it, come out of it with over 500 and you're right, we're right back there cooking in the Western Conference. I just want the end of this stretch to include more guys who the Warriors can play 50 minutes a night. That's what I'm hoping to see by the end. Uh, hopefully, yes. hopefully, listen to this episode. We got we, Javante Green, man. Didn't didn't know who that guy was. So I'm not gonna lie to the folks, um, but <laughs> respect. Get him on the team, man. I like it. Oh yeah, Please. guys, you got anything to plug before we cut the cord here? As always, follow at Game Sheets Clay at Gollum Rodham NBA. Um, Check out this episode. Uh, watch the YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe, whatever it is, man. Check out Chuck's pieces. Check out Matt's gifts. Um, mm-hmm. That's about it. The gift game. Gift game. Yeah, Matt, 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 you're always in the lab. And, you know, you can check me out at Claytheist11. I'm oh. posting most of my stuff on theswishtheory.com and outlookpass.net, but also uh, plenty of film stuff on the bird site, if that's your sort of thing. Yeah, Chuck's pumping out the work, guys. Um, yes, gifts, you really gifts one, Chuck two. Okay, that's what your order should be. Um, I uh, I did also do a little game. Sees clay pod one and Chuck one. That one too, one definitely. Um, but uh, check out uh, also. I was on the Finishing Touch podcast with Swishiri last night, talking about some young dub stuff. So uh, definitely worth checking out if you're interested in a little deeper talk of what's going on with all the young guys and how their futures might look in golden state. Yeah. We're just love it. Chuck guys, just for that reason, even if you're not, you listen to this podcast, you're not a Warriors fan. There's something uh, we didn't have to talk about what's going on in life, but you gotta get a hobby, uh, bro. Like, you gotta listen to Chuck <laughs> elsewhere, man. He's pumping out good stuff everywhere he goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, I'm going to be using some stepbrothers gifts. Otherwise I think mm. it's time to sign us off. And that's not my job. So Gotham, can you do that please, man? As always, thank you again, guys. Check us out, as always. Uh, But until the next one, peace. And that'll do it. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference Final. For the second straight year, they eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games, and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.